Okay, I'm going to be responding to two of my classmates' responses regarding the National Breast Cancer Awareness Month article. So one of my classmates made a very good point and highlighted the fact of um, the time period of the article, which was written in 2003. And this is very important because in order to understand why there may not have been much research conducted um, regarding National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, especially when you consider that it started in the mid-1980s, but it wasn't until a little later that people began to question their motives, their intention, and their statistics also the corporations that they um that they represent and the contribution that they may have to uh the exposure of breast cancer to individuals and putting out those harmful and dangerous chemicals that cause people to get breast cancer so people began to question it but given the time period 2003 it took a little bit of time for that for people to be comfortable and not just welcome the movement in with open arms so even at the end of the article, Pizzullo states that she never gave the movement much thought until conducting research to try to understand why people would resist National Breast Cancer Awareness Month and the social movement's reasoning behind their opposition. So she began to realize that the efforts tied to National Breast Cancer Awareness Month were often misguided and could even be causing a variety of problems. So she mentions the concept of greenwashing and pinkwashing. So I'll discuss greenwashing in the context of um, TLC, toxic, uh, coalition toxic links coalition when they called out chevron um and greenwashing is when, when an organization individual cause pretends to care about environmental health but goes against that claim and promotes the production and distribution of carcinogens so in the context of chevron you know tlc calls them out because they claim to be a good neighbor but at the same time they were polluting the air at all of their operations with dangerous chemicals disregarding the community's concerns about their health and safety and then we have the concept of pinkwashing, where the pink ribbons are kind of blinding us to the real issues at hand. So the issue is no longer awareness. The issue is understanding the root causes of the disease. Awareness is often channeled into screening and mammography with no recognition of the limits of mammography and the other options that are available to people. So there is no real practice to improve these women's life through these greenwashing and pinkwashing. They should be empowered to be proactive at a young age, but they are not. But it's like they only catch it at the point where someone has breast cancer, but not how to, you know, prevent it from the start. So the movement is raising billions of dollars, yet women die from breast cancer every 13 minutes. So I think the author also emphasizes the point that it's hard to trace what's being done with the money being raised in the breast cancer movement and the list of companies that seem to be promoting breast cancer awareness while profiting from less than healthy products grown every single year. So whether it be food or hazardous products to the environment or people, so my other classmate mentioned the founder of Breast Cancer National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and this was launched by AstraZeneca, a pharmaceutical company that sells cancer treatments on the one hand and carcinogenic pesticides on the other. So through this, we realized that these big major companies are in the business of exploiting a very serious disease just for increased profit. So as mentioned in the article, it seems like there's no desire to prevent women from getting breast cancer, but rather focus on their options after being diagnosed, which are limited and they're not really well informed to these women what options they do have. So initially, National Breast Cancer Awareness Month was intended to detect cancer in female employees during its early stages, which was very cost effective for the companies. So the focus was not even on the broad public of women, but yet specifically geared towards these employers, which would seem to pose a risk for the companies. So through this conversation began social movements aimed at exposing the intentions and past of breast cancer movements and challenge their ethics. So one of the movements discussed were the Toxic Links Coalition in San Francisco, 
and they had to stop cancer where it starts tours. So they uncovered the unjust practices of National Breast Cancer Awareness Month and their contribution to the spread of breast cancer through polluting the environment with dangerous chemicals. So the tour was very effective because of the visual arg arguments used, um, the symbols, and replacing the pink ribbon with a noose to emphasize that National Breast Cancer Month was in fact killing women. So as well as the personal experience of breast cancer survivors who marched proud with their scars displayed for the public to see. So this created a movement where people began to consider the effect and the aftermath of our production of toxins and what effect it has on the society and the many people dying a year. So it, it, it kind of becomes, why is the conversation only important after people are affected?